You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. How's it going today, Matt? It's going well. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just I, I can't stop thinking about the NFL draft. I am ready <laughs> yeah. for it. I know you're ready for it. Ready to cover your Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I'm I'm getting away for the NFL draft. Going to hang out with some buddies. Actually, out in Phoenix, Matt. You ever oh, been cool. to Phoenix? Um, sort of. Our th- okay. sort <laughs> of a layover, right? <laughs> well, no, we had a bowl game right outside Phoenix when I was at Pitt, and it was kind of awesome. We spent a week there and went to a dude ranch and did all kinds of stuff in that neighborhood, but we were with the team the whole time. It wasn't like I was with the family on a vacation or whatever, but it's an awesome area. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hanging out all weekend, watching the draft, um, and, and talking football all weekend. So I'm, I'm really ready for it. We are just over two weeks away. I guess we're, I guess we're at 15 days, right? Uh, I know, yeah, I know right. I've wow. been counting down. Yesterday, Matt, we talked about the top five uh, quarterbacks and running backs based on brand new DLF Dynasty ADP. We're going to continue that conversation today with wide receivers and tight ends. Let's get right to it with these wideouts. We say it every month. It's Chase or Jefferson, Jefferson or Chase. This month, it is Chase and Jefferson. They're both top three overall players. Uh, Chase just narrowly edging out uh, his former teammate, Justin Jefferson. Uh, I'm not even going to argue between these two. I want either one. I want them both. Give me either one of those guys. Yeah. um, Not to be argumentative, though, but I would clearly take Chase at this point. I mean, I think he's just a little more talented, a little more physical, um, better quarterback situation, you know, a smidge younger. Uh, so they're one and two, clearly. I'm not have any problems with Jefferson, but I prefer Chase. And it's pretty clear to me right now. Yeah, that's that's fair. The drafters prefer Chase as well. Mm-hmm. He actually went number one overall in a couple of leagues. If I've got the one number one overall pick in a single quarterback dynasty startup, I would take Jamar Chase also, yeah. even ahead of Jonathan Taylor. Chase Jefferson one and two, C.D. Lamb's the wide receiver three, back up, uh, back up to the uh, to the wide receiver three spot. Uh, he he was here. Uh, I guess it's it's been a while. Uh, earlier in the during the regular season, early in the season, and then it just kind of became um, obvious to everyone that this guy does not he doesn't show the same kind of upside as well as as Chase and Jefferson certainly, but. Maybe not even, you know, as much as some of the players he's being drafted ahead of. And we saw his value start to fade. He fell out of the first round. He fell uh, certainly out of that wide receiver three spot. But now he's back. Amari Cooper's gone. Michael Gallup is hurt. Even Cedric Wilson is gone. And and the Cowboys have a wide receiver need. And and it looks like Lamb is going to see all the targets he can handle. The situation's awesome you know and yeah. I, I love the player you've loved the player forever um last year was a little disappointing though i mean i, I, I right. think that he could be 
closer to this 1-2 neighborhood if he had the year we expected from him last year. But I'm not super concerned. He should be on the rise. Do you think he's the right guy to be that wide receiver three? Yes, I do. Although this next guy, to me, might change my mind after I see him more. You know, during the season. Yeah, I just, I just think this group, and and we'll we'll talk about the names specifically in just a moment. But from wide receiver three to down to ten or eleven or twelve, maybe they're they're just closely packed in there. Uh, I mean that that so takes you from players. seven overall to uh, twenty one overall if you're looking at the top uh, eleven wide receivers overall. So it's just. It's a tight group, and today at C.D. Lamb, tomorrow it might be A.J. Brown. He's the wide receiver four. I know you've always been an A.J. Brown guy. It's easy to be that. He's pretty great. We just need to make sure he stays on the field. Yeah, that I was about to say is I like his situation a lot. Uh, I think he's going to be a target monster. He's got big playability. He's a big, strong guy. But kind of like his former teammate Julio, is he always going to be fighting something? It seems that way. Finishing out the top five wide receivers is a veteran, Cooper Cup, who had that huge breakout season last year. We kind of saw this, and I drew comparisons throughout the year, to Cup and Stefan Diggs, who uh, also had a, I guess we could say late career, maybe that's not fair, mid-career breakout where Diggs... Uh, once he was traded to Buffalo, really established himself as uh, a, a dynasty wide receiver one. And we saw his value grow, even though he was already 27 years old. Cooper Cup, 28 years old, turns turns 29 before the season starts. And he's a top five guy. Do you have any hesitation about taking him that early? Yeah, I have a lot of hesitation. I mean, he's, yeah. he's almost 30 years old. He takes a beating. I mean, he gets hit a lot and... They keep adding other receivers, and I'm not, you know, saying he's going to drop off or I'd hesitate to take him early in redraft. But I don't know that he's built for the long haul, and I have. There's no way he's going to have a better year ever than he did last year. Yeah, one of one of the best wide receiver seasons ever. Yeah. Uh, if you factor in all, all of the, the, you know, the accomplishments, including the postseason. Probably the best season we've ever seen from a wide receiver, which is pretty crazy. And obviously he's not topping that a little too rich for me as well at, at the wide receiver five and the 10th overall player. I mean, Looking you're absolutely buying him, at his peak. What? Yeah. 100%. 100%. Looking at the players below him, Debo Samuel, who also had that big breakout season in 2021, Jalen Waddle, Devonte Adams, T Higgins, DK Metcalf, Tyree kill. We knew this would happen. We knew the drop in value would occur once Hill was moved from Kansas City to Miami. A pretty obvious quarterback downgrade there. He falls all the way out of the top 10 wide receivers, down to wide receiver 11, 21 overall. I mean, this is a player who was a first-round dynasty startup pick, according to our data, just, just last month. And now here he is, barely hanging on. To the top, uh, to, to the second round ADP. What do you think about Tyreek Hill and his value? Right and he's now? the second receiver on his team. You know, I mean, holy cow! Tyreek Hill is taking a back seat to somebody in his own position on his new team. I don't know if I would take Hill or Waddle to be honest with you. I mean, but I think most of this is a case of, as you said, I mean, 
number 5 to 12 isn't much different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I, I would take Waddle uh, uh, above Hill right mm-hmm. now, above Tyreek. I mean, I you're would just do. talking about yeah. just talking about buying those years. Waddle is nearly 5 full years younger than Tyreek Hill. So, mm-hmm. that's enough uh, that's enough for me to uh, to move over and pivot to Jalen Waddle. Let's cover the tight ends really quickly. No surprise at the top. Kyle Pitts is the guy. Mark Andrews, huge season in 2021. Yeah, he deserves quite that. a bit younger. Yeah, quite a bit younger than uh, the other names on the list. Most of them, at least. So he's the tight end too. Kelsey and Kittle are three and four. Those those veterans who have been around a while. T.J. Hawkinson is. The tight end five, Matt. Is it does it seem right to you that Kelsey and Kittle are are there at uh, tight end three and four, going in the mid forties overall? So we're talking about mid to late fourth round. And and here's Darren Waller, tight end six, sixty eight overall, uh, younger than Kelsey by a significant margin, almost three years younger than Kelsey. Feels like Darren Waller might be a little undervalued right now. Yeah, that's where I was going with that too. Is I, I think Kelsey and Kittle three and four fine. If you prefer one to the other, I wouldn't fight you on it. I think both can be league winners. I mean, I really think Kelsey won leagues two years ago. I mean, I thought he was a, the fantasy MVP, and they're capable of doing that again. But just because Adam showed up in Vegas doesn't mean Waller's any less of a player to me. I, I think Waller's right there with Kelsey and Kittle. And I'm a Hawkins. Yeah, fan. I, I, yeah. I totally agree. Uh, maybe that means Kelsey and Kittle need to move down a little or Waller needs to move up, but he feels like a value right now. Uh, a couple other surprises looking at this ADP data, which is uh, can be found on DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Dalton Schultz, tight end eight. He's a, he's a top 100 player now. Let me he's stop here real quick. Pa- I was about to say... <laughs> I thought there were seven tight ends, and then I don't know after that. Goddard's the name I'd throw in there, too. I assume he's, you know, seven or eight, or six or seven, or seven in this list. Uh, I, yep. There's seven I want to own, and then I don't know who would be eight for me, but it wouldn't be Schultz. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Waller is six, as I mentioned. Goddard is seven. You're right on that. Uh, but right behind Goddard are, are a couple guys. Schultz, tight end eight. Uh, just a few spots behind Dallas Goddard in the overall ADP. Pat Fryermuth right behind Schultz, 89 overall. And then a big gap to tight end 10, uh, which is Mike Gusecki. And you got Knox. Fant is, is above his former teammate, Albert O. It gets pretty it's not, ugly pretty Not quickly. so great there, yeah. There's seven guys I like, to be. Fryermuth would be my eight. Yeah, I, I like the value on Zach Ertz, tight end 16. David Njoku, tight end 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gronk, you know, the, the unknown piece there, he's still a value as long as he actually gets on the field. I mean, I might roll the dice on an Evan Ingram in a new, a new situation. You know, get him cheap. Matt, when we come back, we're talking Zamir White today, the running back from Georgia. Love this player. Hey everyone, let me tell you about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of a $200 sunglasses for the fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. 
Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Ray's, exclusively for our listeners. So head to ShadyRays.com, use our code LOCKEDON, all one word, to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for the best deals of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses, backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Thanks so much. Thanks for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. Now, for a big announcement, starting Thursday, April 28th, tune in to Locked On NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. For those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On's NFL Mock Draft Special, hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson on the Peacock and Williamson NFL show all week leading up to the first pick. You can look for both of those on the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page or Locked On NFL Draft podcast feed. Matt, today we're talking about Zamir White, the junior running back from Georgia, 22 years old, big guy, six feet, 214 pounds. And when you watch him play, he actually, it actually feels like he's even bigger than that. He's running yeah, over yeah. guys. This guy is a force. I mean, his, his nickname is Zeus, right? Every time he touches the ball in a, in a Georgia home game, you hear those, those crowd, the, you hear the crowd shouting Zeus, <laughs> big guy. I love watching this guy play. Yeah. I like him an awful lot. And I'll just pull back the curtain since I'm so Steelers involved tight ends and especially running backs were last on my list of positions to look at because Sears aren't going to take one high. So I've started to really warm up to this running back class more than I expected. And he's kind of at the top of the list with that. I mean, I think most schools, a guy like, they wouldn't be competition from a guy like Cook and maybe he'd be considered in a little bit higher uh, light, you know, from the draft community. But uh, deep down, and for our reasons, having Cook there to take some of the load might make him more valuable in the NFL. I, I like his style a lot. There's a lot of talent there. Yeah, I think a lot of Dynasty players are realizing that exact point you just made, that we're knocking White, we're also knocking James Cook a little bit for uh, their relatively limited production. Uh, but, I mean, Georgia is, is a running back factory, right? They they continue to recruit five-star running backs every single year, mm-hmm. and you just kind of have to keep up. And, and there's not going to be just one guy in that Georgia backfield. Um, really, the knock on White and the concern with White is, is the injuries. He's had two ACL injuries, uh, and, and even with that, uh, it's not like he's missed a full season. He played three seasons with some pretty solid numbers, uh, 400 rushing yards, three touchdowns as a freshman, ran for 779 and 11 scores as a sophomore, 856 and 11 more touchdowns this past season as a junior. Didn't really do anything uh, as a receiver, and, and no surprise there. Right. Uh, 
That's Cook's yeah, job. Yeah, we, we saw... Right, we saw Cook do most of that. Just 17 catches over his career for Zamir White. So that's that's certainly one thing that, that would be limiting his value. We've seen the same thing happen with Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, who also didn't have much uh, production as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Yeah, and... I, I probably should have done my homework better on this because I did watch Walker a lot at the combine and he looked like a natural receiver. Um, I guess there's some highlight or some practice tape out there of Walker catching the ball very cleanly and you know running routes well, which you didn't see at Michigan State. I don't know if that's true or not with White. I mean, the, the NFL teams will be on top of that. What's he project in the passing game at the next level? I don't know that answer off the top of my head. Um, you mentioned the two ACLs. Here would be my, my advice if if White were to drop a little bit in the draft, my hunch is it's because of medical and that, that some teams are right. red flagging him. So that from a dynasty perspective, I still wouldn't hesitate to take him. I might just move him after a year or two. Yeah, and again, with, with most of these running backs, maybe this is not the case for Brees Hall. Maybe it's not even the case for Kenneth Walker. But with most of these backs, we're looking to get one or two or maybe three years out of pro- uh, production out of these players before we, we really move on. So mm-hmm. don't think long-term that Zamir White is going to be on your roster in five five or six or seven years. It's just probably not the case, but uh, he can certainly give you a year or two uh, of big-time production, and, and you're right. If that happens and we see a big value gain with him, then I'd be certainly looking to, to cash out. Yeah. Matt, th- but but real mean, quick along is... those lines, if by chance he ends up being a late fifth-round pick in the NFL draft, I don't think I would shy away from drafting him in my rookie drafts, though. No, I wouldn't either. And yeah. We'll get to his, his current ADP. Sure. Uh, it, it's, been, it's been climbing, but still certainly reasonable, in my opinion. Uh, Matt, Zamir White entered Georgia and entered college as a five-star recruit. He was the RB1 overall in his class. He was a top 10 overall recruit. Uh, I mean, I know this is this is a player. I, I play in those Devi leagues, Matt, where you can roster college players. This guy's been on a roster for three years. No, I uh, there were people in my league, people in my league scooping him up before he even stepped on campus. Uh, and, and, you know, if, if you did that, you're probably a little disappointed now. It feels like he's he's lost some value from that point. But it, it also it's also just a reminder that this is a super talented uh, player, and I think we should be buying that discount, whether it's an injury concern or whether it's the the production because of the crowded backfield. Hundred percent. I mean, I imagine those folks. I, I'm not Devi, you know knowledgeable but i would imagine when you put in that kind of investment and wait that long on a player you're expecting him to be saquon barkley or you know right. at least a a chubb michelle type you know profile coming out and maybe he isn't that and you maybe are a little disappointed but boy i i think you're gonna be pretty happy when he gets to the league yeah i agree uh, strengths for Zamir White, obviously a big physical runner, pretty elusive given his big size, and, and we talked about it already. Just a hard to tackle, runs over defenders, absorbs that contact. A- again, I've said it already a couple times. He's just fun to watch. He right? is. Uh, the injuries, the lack of production on third down, specifically pass catching, those are the things that are hindering his value right now. Yeah, and... 
I might have to go check out, uh, you know, Waldman's portfolio or a couple other mm, you know, yes. takes on these about what he's like as a receiver because that I know we'll get to his rookie value, but that might be the difference to me if I'm taking him at one twelve or two five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, very fair. We'll talk about that value both in the NFL draft and in Dynasty drafts right after this. Hey, everyone. I've been telling you guys about Built Bar for a long time now. They've been great friends with the whole Locked On Network and really with my family, to be honest with you. We've been getting Built Bars for quite a while, and they don't last long around here. I mean, they uh, this is a... The time of year when a lot of people have given up on their New Year's resolution, but not this year. So I, I've been sticking to it and eating right whenever I have to fight my kids for these built Bars. But it, it almost feels like it's not a resolution because they're so easy to eat and they're tasty. I mean, they got real chocolate on them. I've, I've told you guys before, my wife's kind of a, a, a chocolate snob. And she doesn't like a lot of the bars because of the, the waxy chocolate feeling. But um, built Bars aren't like that at all. And, and if you haven't tried the Puffs, you're missing out on one of the best built Bars that, in terms of taste, for sure. They're great. Uh, puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they, they too, of course, are covered in 100% real chocolate. Um, they're a fan favorite with incredible flavors, you know, uh, coconut marshmallows big here. Banana cream pie is actually my favorite. Uh, these are going to be your new favorites. I can promise you that one. Uh, low cal, high protein, replace, replace your candy bars with these. I mean, they're just better. I mean, a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most built bars contain 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. I mean, so high protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Again, I mean, they blow candy bars out of the water. Tons of great flavors. So here's what you got to do. Go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your next order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We're talking Zamir White today, the big boy from Georgia, strong runner, Looking at grinding the mocks, he is projected to be drafted 111 overall. So we're talking about, uh, well, let's see, I'm thinking when those comp picks, is, I think that's just outside of the day two range, Matt, early so, in yeah. day three. Uh, he's the RB6 right now, according to their data, which, uh, as we've said on here, basically compiles every mock draft that can be found. Uh, across the internet, puts it all together and, and kind of gives you an average value of what to expect for these players. Yeah, I don't have a lot more to add to that. I think that's a neighborhood he belongs in. Um, you know, a landing spot for all these guys is key, but there's a lot of spots where he could come in and be very helpful right off the bat. Uh, I, I could see round three. I'd be shocked if it's round five, as I mentioned before. If you do see round five, it's probably because there's some worry about those ACLs, but... Man, I mean, there's a lot to like. Looking at his current dynasty value, again, this is Zamir White, 2.04 overall in our one quarterback 
rookie data. That puts him at the RB5 spot. So the 16th overall pick. I, I like that value for White, man. A lot. Yeah, I, I think that's a home run. I mean, with all respect to Mechie, who we talked about yesterday, I don't think these two are close to me. And I like I like Mechie, but I would much rather have the back in this situation. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. They're they're not may not be close to you, but they are close uh, to our uh, mock drafters because mm-hmm. they are uh, they're I believe they're back to back in that. Yeah, I think they're real ADP close. Yeah, data. yeah, yeah. Looking at overall dynasty startup draft data, one oh seven overall for Zamir White, RB thirty six in our one quarterback ADP. It, I guess I'm surprised he's being drafted that that highly already, Matt. RB36, for reference, uh, puts him around guys like Chase Edmonds, Devin Singletary, Ramondre Stevenson, Rashad Penny. Hmm. Is, that a, is that a little rich for Zamir White? I guess. I, when I saw RB36, I actually thought, boy, maybe I'd take him higher than that because after you get out of the top 20 or so backs, it seems like you kind of fall off a cliff a little bit, but... Those names you mentioned, Penny, Singletary, I mean, they were unbelievably productive <laughs> in very recent memory. Yeah, I mean, if you go a little higher, and, and I mean, these guys still have their their warts about them, I guess, but Miles Sanders, RB30, Tony Pollard, RB31. I don't know. I don't know if I can go that high with Zamir White. I, I like the player. He almost feels a little overvalued in the startup drafts, though. Maybe, maybe. I mean... Sanders and Pollard, they're in the same neighborhood, I guess. So let's talk about potential landing spot as we wrap up the conversation about Zamir White. We've pointed out his... I've been meaning to mention this for a couple weeks now. Yeah, I like it. I think the Eagles are a really sneaky running back landing spot. I mean, Miles Sanders could be gone next year, and I could see them being frustrated with him. They run the ball like crazy. I've, I've been wanting to bring this up for a couple of weeks. I, I want a good back to land in Philly. I like the Philly call. Uh, I mean, uh, Zamir White is, is not a guy that's going to go in and um, take it over, you know, being every down back. Yeah, right, He's right. not going to be that, that pass catcher. We've already pointed that out. So if you've got an RB one uh, who, who can kind of do it all, or, or you've got the guy who can catch the ball, I think Zamir White is is a nice power complement. What about the Giants behind Barkley? Ooh, that's not bad. I mean, one more injury away from him getting a lot of touches. Yeah, Denver behind Javante. We talked about it uh, yesterday with Javante Williams. They're adding someone. That might be a little sad from both sides, though. Yeah. I I have a little higher Uh, hopes for White to end up in a better spot. Buffalo, Casey. I mean, where's the spot? You know, maybe he's the guy and, and uh, home hometown boy. He's, he's not from Georgia, but obviously played in Georgia. Maybe he's the guy to go into Atlanta, be that power back that Mike Davis wasn't. Patterson's still there to catch passes out of the backfield. What about a, a Corderell Patterson and, and Zamir White backfield? I like that quite a bit, especially if it's one of the very first picks in the fourth round or in that neighborhood, and they've been able to – Add a pass rusher and a wide receiver and build something for that terrible roster. That's not bad at all. I'm, Houston comes to mind as well. That I, I could certainly live with all those. Yeah, he he's one of those. We, we don't necessarily want 
those, those running backs we really like, you know, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, we don't want those guys necessarily going to Houston or Atlanta. That's right. That's another conversation we had on yesterday's show. Uh, but but that second or third tier running back like Zamir White, that's where we want. Hey, that's what that's where we want Zamir White to land. And if if it's Atlanta to pair with Patterson or Houston to pair with Burkhead and Mack, I mean we're we're talking about Zamir White as probably a late first round dynasty rookie pick. Yeah, he goes. I mean, there's very little in his way that way. I I wouldn't mind Arizona either. Hey, I'm rooting for James Conner, but the second he stubs a toe, forget about it. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately that is the case. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.